So, uh, so Jason, man, tell us what's going on in the world of Misery Index. Oh, it's busy times. We're, we're getting ready to start a tour today in uh, here in Columbia, Missouri. And uh, it's all in kind of preparation for the release of our new album, which is coming out next week on May 13th, Complete Control. So we're, uh, yeah, in the middle of the the you know the tour promotion for that and everything so so it's a pretty exciting time hell yeah man well uh all i've heard so far is uh i've heard three tracks from the album so far man and they're fucking ripping dude you guys are kicking ass on this shit thanks man yeah Glad you like it <laughs> hell yeah man uh now i know you guys have been at it for a long time a uh, couple decades right but this is the first record that's coming out on uh, century media records can you tell us what the uh, experience has been like so far with that label it's been fantastic so far um you know we've had uh we've had good experiences with labels in the past it's just you know whenever you're dealing with labels it's it's never anything personal it's like always like looking for uh better opportunities and, and options with that come along. So Century Media came along when we are, when our last album deal was done with season of mist and presented some, uh, some, a good offer to us and, and show they could do a lot for us. So they followed through with that. And, uh, we known a, a few of the people that worked there for a long time and they've been longtime fans. So it was kind of a natural move in a way. And, uh, so far it's been killer. We're really happy. Hell yeah, man. Well, the production sounds amazing. Uh, can you tell us, uh, for, for all the gearheads out there, can you give us like a little uh, rig rig rundown of some of the stuff you guys are using in the studio? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm not really sure. We all record separately, actually. We don't really, we just, we just record ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> and then we send all the files to the mixer, mixer dude, Will Putney. Um, so I'm not, I'm not exactly sure what Mark used. <laughs> I know he used ESP guitar. <laughs> That's well, about I'm... it. <laughs> right on, man. So uh, so when's the last time you guys were, were in a room together? Uh, last night. <laughs> we've, we've been rehearsing for four days now here uh in, in here and near Columbia, Missouri, with Mark's, where Mark lives. So we've been camped out here for a few days and getting the set ready, getting the, getting the order right and the, and the set list and everything. So, Right on. So so when you guys, so I take it when you guys are rehearsing, but uh, like as far as, as far as recording, is this the first record that you've done that way or, or is it always done that way? Or it's remote? No, it's actually, I mean, it's been, the, this is the third one we've done that way. It all kind of started in 2012 when both me and Mark moved away from Maryland. I moved to Canada at that point for uh, work. And then he he moved out west to Missouri and uh, starting with the Killing Gods and then Rituals of Power. Um, we've all been spread out. And thanks to the in the power of modern technology we're able to just uh, record you know we usually write and record separately so 
it's been uh, pretty easy and smooth that way. You know, we're, we're all in contact pretty regularly. We share, you know, all the same files and everything. So it's kind of weird, but it's kind of, uh, I don't know the way thing. I know a lot of bands are kind of doing it this way now. And, and um, it works for us. And, and even when, you know, we hit the kind of uh, pandemic downtime and we were separated and, and not doing much, it, it really wasn't, that big of a deal for us it was more like a continuation of how we've been doing things so mm-hmm. yeah I, I was funny i was gonna say like you know the energy uh on these songs um it's 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 all still there like i mean it sounds very live it sounds like you guys are all you know in the room together just jamming this thing out you know it doesn't sound uh <laughs> yeah i know it's weird <laughs> i miss it i mean i miss the days when we all live together and had a rehearsal space and we go there regularly, but you know, we have other things going on in our lives too, in addition to the band. So it's kind of cool. We can still uh, keep the band going and, and make it a cool thing despite yeah. the separation between us. So you guys have this co-headlining tour coming up with origin. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So, um, you know, those dudes are old friends of ours. We've toured them in the past few times once in europe and once in the u.s and it's always a blast i think we make for a good pairing we have kind of contrasting style styles in the sense they they're you know phenomenal technical musicians and and, and come come at you like a kind of hammer over the head um you know and we have our kind of roots with the uh, death metal with a little bit of hardcore and punk and grind infused in there so I think it makes for a killer package overall. And then we have a two, you know, we have our own identities and then, and then bringing Wolf King and, and wake aboard as well is going to be our killer additions. So we're pretty stoked about it for sure. Oh yeah. Now I know you guys, you, you guys normally, uh, I mean, I guess as far as genre goes, people usually put you in the death metal which you definitely have a death metal sound, but I was thinking, you know, listening to these new songs, some of them really have a thrash metal feel to them. Was that something uh, you guys thought about when you were when you were doing it, or it was just came naturally? It's pretty much natural at this point. I mean, you know, we you know the band was kind of founded as a death metal band, but one which takes you know uh, extensive influence from other types of metal and hardcore and stuff. So the thrash stuff is definitely. Um, something you can find throughout, you know, our songs and, you know, uh, two of us, at least Darren and I kind of, you know, we grew up more in the eighties. So we kind of, uh, grew up on a lot of those, um, thrash and speed metal bands and they're kind of ingrained in us in our, in our writing style. So I wouldn't be surprised if some of the riffs that came out had more of an, you know, an eighties kind of vibe or, or old school kind of metal vibe to them. Um, but yeah, I think it 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 works because you know uh, all of us all of us write you know like the burden of songwriting isn't isn't carried by one person in the band so it it it's ex- I think that what we write is expressive of all of our all of our varied influences and backgrounds so thrash is in there for sure <laughs> yeah, hell yeah especially i would think also with like the lyrical content too because like you guys aren't really uh 
you're not really singing about fucking rotting corpses and shit like that like it's about i don't know like explain to us explain to us about like what these lyrics and stuff mean to you well yeah i mean um i guess that for lack of a better word they're you know they're more like real world based reality based lyrics they they deal with like real world horror real real world suffering that i think most anyone can relate to yeah <laughs> um some might say they're political or whatever but i don't know i just kind of like to strip away all that stuff and kind of get down to the core of like the human experience in the in the modern condition uh and how stressful and ugly it can be at times and you know i like to use a lot of um metaphor and allegory and, and i like to portray the lyrics in a way that whoever might be reading them could get something out of them um but yeah i mean we're, we're definitely in that we definitely come from a more i don't know napalm death type tradition with our uh lyrical approach you know we we like to uh, keep things entrenched in in the horrors of everyday life, I guess, rather than those of the, the fantasy or whatever. So it's it's something that works for us for sure. It has, yeah. if we're, you know, if we're screaming up there every night and we just want to kind of be screaming about something that's a little more has I, I don't know more depth or connection to the way we feel, I guess. So it works. <laughs> yeah for sure man speaking of napalm death i know you guys have shared the stage with them before and uh as well as a lot of different bands um looking back on your career do you have any highlights or anything that you remember that you remember any any crazy fucked up things that happened on tour yeah i mean <laughs> it's quite a bit i mean i don't know i mean speaking i mean there's a you know usually it involves like buses breaking down or vans breaking down or bad things happening. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we were actually in Ukraine. I mean, speaking of the Ukraine situation, we were there like uh, in 2007, you know, one of the first bands to kind of drive across the country and, and bring the metal to the people there. And, uh, but yeah, getting into the country was so hard that we, we didn't get our, our, uh, work permits or whatever in time and and we missed the first show after driving like 10 hours to kiev Damn. and then we drove back um and on the way back we played in a city called lviv under the polish border and uh it was a beautiful town it was you know a really nice place to walk around and and i remember that like right when we got on stage we we uh we looked at the crowd, we're ready to go. And, you know, we're looking behind the soundboard there and there's like nobody there. The sound guy just disappeared. And so we go back to the soundboard, look behind it and the sound guy is like passed out drunk behind the soundboard. So our merch guy at the time ended up doing sound for us. <laughs> like, that was a wild trip. I mean, where we saw some guy got killed on a bike in front of us. It was, we got pulled over like every 30 minutes by these cops with these old radar guns like trying to extort us for money i don't know it was it was a real adventure there that's, that's crazy man so the merch guy was doing sound how, how did that how did that sound 
<laughs> well, I mean, we were from the state. I mean, it was kind of old equipment anyway, but I mean, you know, we made it through and people were happy that we made the effort to get there. It's awesome, man. And everyone had a good time. And yeah, it was, that was one, that was a wild trip. Oh yeah. Uh, now, so, so, uh, coming up in the future, um, I know that the record drops on, uh, Friday the 13th, correct? Correct. All right. What, what kind of, uh, Anything else that's that's coming up that you guys want to announce? Well, I mean, uh, after this tour, we're going to have a few weeks off. And we're going to go to Europe to play uh, Hellfest in France. And then we're off in July. And then we're going to go back for all of August to, in Europe for a string of a bunch, a bunch of more European festivals, which is kind of a big thing over there. Every country kind of has one every weekend. Yeah. We're going to do like Party Sun, Brutal Assault, Alcatraz, I think, a few others, Summer Breeze. And then uh, then I guess we'll be planning something for the autumn. So we've got to hit the West Coast, too. We haven't been there in a while. Hell yeah, man. That's awesome. Uh, going back to your beginnings, can you tell us, like, what are some of the bands that influenced you when you were young? What, what got you into metal? Oh, well, like a lot of people, you know, you kind of have these gateway bands at the time. Mine were like the, you know, Motley Crue and Dokken and stuff like that. And then you find out about Slayer and Megadeth and Metallica. And then from there, it was like more digging into more obscure metal. Some of my favorite bands then were like Fate's Warning and Holy Terror, Sabbath in the UK. Um, you know, a lot of the German thrash stuff, Creator, Sodom. Um, Celtic Frost those are kind of the ones that got me in Iron Maiden of course you know and then you discover like your deaths and obituaries and sepulturas and get dragged down got dragged down the death metal hole in the early 90s and (laughs) and never looked back (laughs) the 90s were a quest for like finding the most brutal bands and you know so then it was like more about suffocation, internal bleeding, pyrexia, baphomet, broken hope, stuff like that. Yeah, lots, you know, lots of people like to, or they'll say that the 90s kind of killed metal, but I mean, uh, living through it, man, like, I don't know, man, there was all kinds of death metal and thrash metal and stuff that was still going really strong. And that's that feels like that was the stuff that a lot of us were getting more into during the 90s so it definitely it's just uh it was just the mainstream you know like the hard rock the hair metal and stuff like that that kind of got pushed to the side but yeah i mean exactly the you know just death metal kind of went back underground you know and it was like the diehards who were into it from the beginning stayed into it and there was a lot of cool stuff being released and you know it was breaking up and all these subgenres like atmospheric black death metal and yeah you know doom death like whatever in there was a time of you know experimentation and creativity it was pretty vibrant oh yeah the name misery index how did you guys come up with that is there a story behind that yeah at the time um like towards the late 90s actually just that's when i kind of discovered punk and grindcore and stuff and and i got really into bands like nazem and and disrupt and his hero is gone from ashes rise 
and uh and of course uh one band from florida called Assuk or Asuk, and they their uh second album was actually called misery index um and they're like one of the greatest grind bands in the history of the genre and one of the founders in a sense so uh when i started misery index it was more about trying to to create a death metal band that was kind of infused with like a lot of that kind of the energy of grind and and i really loved the uh assock misery index record so lifted the name and uh use it for our band name so that's where it came from hell yeah man all right well jason i guess i'm about out of questions for you is there anything else you want to let the people know yeah check out the new record it's called complete control it's out next week i think there's something there for everybody and uh we're pretty stoked about it fuck yeah man well before i let you go can i get you to make us a station tag sure thing all right whenever you're ready say something like this is misery index and you're listening to metal devastation radio hey this is jason from misery index and you're listening to metal devastation radio awesome man awesome well thanks a lot jason for taking the time and uh really appreciate it man thanks zach appreciate it there you have it folks misery index on the zach moonshine show with metal devastation radio